What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Should you pay off your mortgage going into retirement? In other words, should you be debt-free? Should you have nothing you owe on the house that you live in in retirement? That's what we're going to talk about today. Let me bring in my co-host, Tony Shore. Now, Tony, yes. welcome to the show. We had this exact conversation or a similar one over four years ago. I was looking at it and really? I said, let's redo it for two reasons. One, the first time we did the show, we didn't have video. So, you know, we got to add that little bit to the audience for the yeah. audience. Yeah, I think it's important that they see us, Dan, when we're talking about mortgages. <laughs> and the other reason is mortgage... <laughs> The mortgage situation has changed drastically from four years ago. Yeah. So I want to um, I want to revisit this. Yeah. I have a sound effect for the mortgage situation currently. Let's hear it. No, that's the general consensus. But <laughs> right. from a historical perspective, mortgage it's rates are still pretty low. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, compared to what, 1984, <laughs> right? Or 83. Well, the last time we were struggling with Social Security collapsing, we had yep. some pretty high mortgages as well. But yes. traditional advice, and this has been since the beginning of financial advice that I've been since I've been in the industry, we'll say. Sure. It's been, you want to be debt-free in retirement. That's a, you know, there's a lot of people out there talking heads that say no debt in retirement, be debt-free, yep. which isn't, which isn't a bad thing. No, having no debt sounds, sounds great. It's less uh, monthly expenses in retirement. Uh, that sounds logical, right? It does. But right now, 2023, I think that it may not be the best advice. Really? And, and people are realizing that as they, as they are retiring, they're starting to see, and there's a situation happening now where having a mortgage in retirement actually makes financial sense more so wow. Than not. Wow. And, and, and hearing you say that is funny because earlier this week, just this week, I heard uh, on television a financial one of the talking heads, a financial advisor like yourself, but he uh, he said because, and I disagreed with him just even on this initial statement, he said mortgages are your biggest expense in retirement is your mortgage, your housing. So if you can eliminate that going into retirement, you want to do that. <clears throat> and number one, I would say probably you and I both, I would think, I assume that healthcare is going to be your biggest expense in retirement or even possibly taxes over. Yeah, yeah. I would say taxes and healthcare yeah. are up there. Yeah. But I mean, I think the idea of no debt in retirement is good. And sure, there's different types of debt though. So right. credit cards, medical, student loans, we're not going to talk about those. We are talking about mortgage. And and the fact that I mean, when, when someone says the biggest expense in retirement is your mortgage, they could be right like the fixed expense on a monthly basis. But sure. when you throw in taxes and you throw in healthcare, that could be higher at certain points. Right. In terms of just a monthly payment out the door, 
yeah, mortgages can really be up there. But is that a reason to get rid of them? Um, not necessarily. And it's a high stakes decision too, because as we've talked about in previous shows, uh, I think we did an entire show on housing and retirement. I'll put it up here for those that are watching. Yeah, YouTube. because that's a big issue in retirement for people. As you plan for retirement, whether you're 40, 50 or 60 or in retirement, where you're going to live and how much it's going to cost, that has to be a big part of your planning process when you plan for how much you're going to need and what you where your money's at in retirement, right? And And it's the biggest asset, financial asset for most people. Sure. And that's just because they bought it for the typical retiree. Let's say they bought it years ago. Let's say you bought your house in the seventies and um, you just been chipping away at it and you probably own it outright by now, unless you take in second mortgages to send the kids to college or something. But for most people, they, uh, they have their house paid off and then they go to retire. Sure. And, um, Oh, I got my 401k. I got my savings. I got my pension, but, the house itself, the value of it is substantial. Yeah. Especially Wait, now. Are you saying everybody doesn't have a sixth mortgage on their house? Uh, <laughs> Wait, well, I you, thought I was in the. <laughs> you should only have three. You have three kids. You should only. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe four. Um, but, you know, there people have to make that decision at retirement is, well, I'm going to move. I'm going to move from, in our case, in, um, Tampa area. It's a lot of Midwesterners and or New Englanders, you know, people from sure. up north. And yep. you know, you don't get many people from the West moving. They kind of go to Arizona. But I think like, you know, Ohio's the cutoff point. But anyway, do I sell my house and buy a new one in in Florida? Well, that's moving the people understand that, but then they say, well, no, I gotta get a new house. I want to pay cash. Should they get a mortgage or should they pay for cash outright? Uh, or if you're downsizing, you're going to sell your big house because the kids are gone. You're an empty nester. Do you pay for the house outright or do you just get a new mortgage? Um, I, I call it right sizing. You know, you sure. get the, the yep. size of the house you need, snowbirding. So so yeah. people would snow, do a lot of snowbirding. A ranch or a rambler, a one level home is what we're looking for in retirement. Right. And and it's going to be theoretically, it's going to be lower cost value than your existing home. Hopefully. Yes. Right. But then you get snowbirds that own two properties. Oh, and then like, well, we're done snowbirding. We don't want to travel anymore. We're going to just move to Florida. But the question is, should they sell that house um, or keep it and rent it? You know, and then you got refinancing, which was huge in 2020. 22, 21, um, we've talked about reverse mortgages or HELOCs, you know, borrowing against the house. It's got this negative stigma. And I think what I want to say is having a mortgage in retirement is not the end of the world. It could be quite actually beneficial to do so. So let's talk about five factors to make this decision. We got cash flow, liquidity, interest rates, return rates, and stress levels. I want to take these one at a time and and talk through why people may want to keep their mortgage or not. And the first is cash flow. Do you have enough to sustain the mortgage? So this is, you you were just describing, the advisor said, you have a, your business expense is a, is your mortgage. So let's, um, let's move away from that, get rid of it, and then you'll be better off in retirement. Right. 
That makes sense. But what if you have enough income to cover the mortgage? So, so what are you effectively doing? You're effectively using other cash to pay off that debt. And if you don't have enough cash to pay off the debt, then yeah, it makes sense to not have the mortgage, but then how are you going to not have the mortgage? You have to pay off. Right. Um, Good point. Yeah. I I think that's where uh, they might be missing the boat there, but, but you're right. And, and uh, I think what you're saying here is if you have money in other accounts, that's interest bearing, you know, you've got your compounding interest happening. You're going to take money out of that. So you might end up selling when it's low uh, or taking it out at a bad time to pay off a mortgage or get out of debt. But you're missing out on so much compounding interest. You're missing out on you could uh, have a loss, a compounding loss because of when you pulled the money out too, right? Exactly. So it's a tough decision to make, but cash flow is king. We've said it over and over again. Um, right. It's not a matter of how much money you have for retirement. It's about how much income you have. Sure. What does income matter? Income matters because you got to pay your bills. So there's two things you can pull. You can pull, you can increase your income or reduce your expenses. By paying off a mortgage or not having a mortgage, you're reducing your expenses. But if that's at the cost of reducing your income because you have to use money to that you're generating income from to pay it off, if you have money sitting under your pillow, and you have a mortgage, pay off the mortgage. Right. A yeah. lot of, if you've got a mattress full of money, you know, right. the stacks of $100 bills neatly wrapped and in your mattress, take them out, pay off your debts. Right. <laughs> right? Instant gain of whatever the mortgage rate is. Yes. Right? It's money, less money going out is, is just as good as money coming in. So what you're saying is whether or not you should be debt-free depends on where you would get the money to pay off the debt. That's Right. And your cash flow situation. If you got enough cash to pay off the debt, what's the issue? Now, if that cash flow could stop because of a disability or you're not going to stop working, this is what people say. Well, I'm going to stop working, so I'm not going to have the income anymore to pay the mortgage. So I want to get rid of the mortgage. But you can generate income in other ways. So uh, that's the first of five issues to think about. The second issue, and these are all tied together because you you alluded to a couple of things, sure. um, but the second one is liquidity. And you've heard the term house poor, right? Um, yeah. You have all of your money, your equity, your, your net worth is tied up in your house. And this happens to a lot of retirees. They do everything they can to pay off their mortgage so that when they retire, they are debt free, right? Which I cannot argue is not a bad, it's a good thing. But if if you take all of your savings, I've seen people drain their 401ks to pay off their mortgage so they could be debt free because that's their goal. What I'm saying is maybe that's not the greatest goal. Right. Because now what do you have? You have a liquidity issue, meaning you have the inability to get access to your cash. If you because it's tied up in a house. Right. If you put all your money in the house and you're against debt, you say, I don't want a mortgage, I want to pay it off. And you take 200,000 out of your savings and you throw it at the house and now you're debt free. And now your mortgage went from 1500 a month to zero. You're like, see, this is how you do it. This is how you retire successfully. And then I say, okay, now uh, your car breaks down and you need 15 grand to get a new car or fix it. Um, where are you going to get the money from? Um, well, I I, I don't know. It's in the house. 
So now you have to look at getting a mortgage, a home equity line of credit. You have to borrow, right? Uh, use a credit card to pay it off. Or, or get a car loan. Get a car loan. So now you've, you've effectively got another form of debt and that bothers you. So if, of, if when you were looking again at all the different types of debt, mortgage debt is probably the best type of debt if you're going to have any. Because typically it's a lower interest rate than most debt. And um, also your other money can be earning that money. So uh, what I see liquidity as this issue that you're talking about now uh, is really about um, having money uh, to stay debt free. Uh, The problem is staying debt free. You can pay off your house, you know, you can take your money that you have for retirement or saved up and pay off your house. Uh, But uh, if you use all your, if all your money is tied up in your house, you're not going to be able to stay debt free because life happens. Exactly. Life happens. But that's an obvious like, oh, well, then I'll just keep an emergency fund. But what I see a lot of retirees doing is living to a point where they want to pay off their mortgage and have no debt. And then they're in retirement and they don't have enough income to live. Because all of their assets, all their wealth that they built over the years, they threw into their house and it's not generating income for them. It's not generating expenses, which is great, but it's not giving them income. So unless they do a reverse mortgage or cash out refi or home equity line of credit, they don't have access to income. And they'll, oh, and, and, you know, especially in some areas in Florida and, um, you know, up where I'm from, Minnesota, if you pay off your house, your house doesn't stop costing you money. You still have monthly payments or, you know, yearly payments, quarterly, uh, what have you on property tax and maintenance. I mean, property tax alone on some houses can be pretty big. Right. And you need income to pay for those. Yes. So your social security is going to be there. We talked about maximizing social security, put videos on that, but it's more about, um, you don't want to have all of your money stuck in your house, which a lot of people do because it's a forced savings account for many people, the mortgages. Yeah. Um, but True. eventually you need that access, that cash, unless you just plan on giving it away. But I'll see too many retirees in a situation where all their money's in the house and we call that house poor. And, right. and the big deciding factors, a third point I want to make is interest rates. What is your mortgage rate? People tend to know the answer to that, mm-hmm. but um, this is really the crux of it is how much are you paying in interest? I'm paying 29 so, okay, let's, let's use you as an example. 2.9% is an amazing rate. Historically, it's probably as low as it's been. Um, I know people that have um, rates closer to two than, than three. And so when you, when look at your situation, Tony, let's fast forward to your retirement. I know you're not going to retire, but now you're going to retire mm-hmm. and you're saying, we're going to move to Key West. When you, when you're at that point, you're like, I got to sell my house in Minnesota. But when you look at getting a new house in in Key West, you're like, if I, if I want to pay in Key West, it's more expensive. I'm going to have to get a new mortgage and the mortgage rate's going to be over 5%. Maybe it's even 6%. Maybe it's double your current mortgage interest. This is what's happening in 2023 is people are having difficulty moving, not because not only can they not find a property, it's because they don't want to get rid of their mortgage. They're, they're handcuffed right. to this yeah. really low rate. Right. So why get rid of it is what I'm saying in retirement. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're moving, it's a different story. You might not have choices, but 
this is where the snowbirds are coming in. It's like, well, I don't need that house. I'm not going up there anymore. Why don't I sell it? Well, if you sell it and you don't owe anything on it, or if you have a really low mortgage rate, why not rent it out and generate cash flow that's higher than the mortgage rate? Well, I don't want to be a landlord. So fine. But what I'm saying is a lot of people are in your shoes, Tony. Yeah. They have a really low rate and they're not going to see that again in their lifetime, potentially on any yeah. new mortgage they get. Yeah. So if you have interest rates rate, make a big difference, it makes a huge difference. And if you have a, an adjustable rate, a lot of people have it like a 10 year arm adjustable rate. So they got locked in for 10 years. They're like, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to rent it out for 10 years. But then 10 years comes and they shoot up to 6% interest. Then it's like, wait, I need to do something about this. I need to, I need to get rid of this. And that makes a lot of sense. So if your mortgage right now is above six, you're like, well, I'll just get a new one. If it's at two and a half, this is where the problem lies, which yeah. th then it becomes an opportunity cost, which is the fourth point I want to make. What are the returns that you can get outside of your mortgage? Because if you pay off the mortgage, what are you getting? You would get a 2.9% return. A fixed, you would get a guaranteed basically 3% return on your money, Tony, because that's 3% that's going out, le that's less going out for you. If you paid off your mortgage, you would be getting 3% return. If you think about it, on that yep. money, yep. you put a hundred thousand toward your mortgage, it's paid off. 2.9% is what you saved a year. If you take that same 100,000 and you throw it into a CD at a bank right now, which you can get 5% on now, it's like, wow, wait a sec. Why would I pay off the mortgage at 2.9 when I can put that same money get five and then take, keep the difference and pay the mortgage the 2.9. So you got a 2% arbitrage there. Granted, you have to pay tax on that gain from the CD. So that lowers it, but still you see how you're coming out ahead and you have a liquidity. You still have that CD you can access. You, you don't have to get a loan on the house to, to use that money. So what you can do with your money outside of the mortgage and how that return rate compares to the mortgage is really important. Mm -hmm. And we're at the point now where guaranteed rates from fixed annuities and CDs and money markets are, are even higher than mortgage rates right now for some people. And this is what's causing my change of tune. Here's the interesting part. A lot of financial advisors in the past, and still, we'll say, I can get you a 9% return, 10% return. So give me the money and keep your mortgage. And I don't care if your mortgage is 6%, I can get a 9. But that's a can, I may. There's no guarantees there. Yeah. So it was always a wishy-washy. And they should never tell you, I can get you this. That's right. not good right. because there's no guarantees. They no guarantee that. But if you say historically the stock market's averaged 9% over the past 100 years, why, you know, you can make the case to. But I guarantee, I guarantee in 2022, no financial advisor made their clients 10% or 9%. Unless they were shorting the market. And then it's yeah. like active management. And it's like most people lost. Even bonds had their worst year in 2022. Yeah. So that idea of investing instead of paying off mortgage doesn't make sense. But now that the fixed guaranteed rates are a lot higher, five, 6%, you're saying, hmm, so this changes the math. Yeah. And a lot of those 
advisors that are saying I could do better. Now they can actually back it up by saying, yeah, the, we can get a fixed rate that's better. So now people are starting to say, yeah, now I get it because yeah. if it's, if it's a wishy-washy, oh, stock returns 9%, maybe that's one thing. And I'm not saying it's bad to, to, to do that instead of pay the mortgage, but a lot of people say, I'll take the sure thing and pay off the mortgage. Right. Because when guaranteed rates, in other words, like a CD where it has a set rate of return or a MIGA or certain annuities or other uh, vehicles have uh, guaranteed rates, your principal's protected and the issuing bank or insurance company is backing up that rate uh, and saying, we're going to give you this rate for this amount of time. And it's going to be right now way more than a lot of people's mortgages if they're around 3% or less, right? Exactly, exactly. But the issue is you can't get a, a 30-year CD that's going to match or beat your mortgage. No. 30-year fixed annuity. Um, but, you know, if you have 10 years left on your mortgage, you might be able to get a 10-year fixed rate or a, a five-year and then reassess in five and then sure. pay it off later. Um it's not that simple. It's like, oh, if you get a little bit more from an investment, then then you shouldn't pay off the mortgage because right. there's another factor in here. There's taxes there's that you factor in. But there's one other last point that I want to make. And I'm quoting myself again. We did this on the last show and you made fun of me for it. But successful retirement's about increasing income and decreasing stress. And I think that's something that paying off the mortgage addresses. And that is debt causes stress. So one of the things to improve your retirement or be successful is to have low stress in retirement. And I know from experience, one of the things that reduces stress is when you don't owe other people money. Right. And so you pay off the mortgage, you feel the sense of relief. And it's like, I don't owe anyone anymore. I'm debt free. See you later. I'm, you know, I can dance. I can, I can run through the streets. Right. And that can't be discounted. That can't be discounted. True. Good. Good point. Now go back. Uh, can you go back to your quote? Go back to your quote. Let me read that. A successful retirement is increasing income and decreasing stress. I think that's a great quote. Um, here's where you're being a little disingenuous. I think I'm pretty sure that St. Thomas Aquinas said that. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think what you're thinking of is the, the Treasury's <laughs> Treasury Department at St. Thomas University in Minneapolis. <laughs> Paul said that. <laughs> so you're just talk, stealing that quote. To conclude, the math on having a mortgage in retirement does make sense. And this idea that having a mortgage in retirement is bad and should be eliminated is wrong, in my opinion. You can't make blanket statements like that. If you do the math, it can obviously make sense for a lot of people, especially in today's environment. Yeah. So this idea of being debt free sounds great, but may not make sense mathematically. At the same time, however, math only goes so far. Emotional well-being can often override the math. People make irrational decisions. And I'm not saying that paying off a debt when it doesn't make financial sense is irrational. Um, what I'm saying is that that person probably um, is emotionally motivated more so by how they feel about their stress level and debt levels than they are about the actual math and the financial gain, which is not the end of the world. So there's no right answer. I just think that people need to get off the no debt ever in retirement bandwagon and start thinking about maybe it does make financial sense. Maybe it's not the end of the world for me to keep my mortgage into retirement because it's really not. 
especially now in today's environment. Yep, that's a good conclusion, and I think that's a great point. Uh, and this is something people need to think about. They're, they're, they're just a blanket statement, no, you need to be debt-free, or yes, you, you should pay off your mortgage, or no, you shouldn't. Um, it depends on people's situations, doesn't it? It does, and it and depends on who's telling you. So a mortgage broker will say, yeah, you need the mortgage. A uh, investment, um, a financial you know, broker, stockbroker will say, no, don't pay it off, give me the money so I can invest it. I can beat the mortgage rate. And so you got to watch where you're getting the money from. Yeah. Uh, getting the advice from follow the money. Who's getting paid to give you advice versus who's getting right. paid to tell you something, whether it's a stock or a mortgage. So when you're thinking about these things, you want to talk to a fiduciary, preferably a certified financial planner that understands the concepts here, the taxes and all the implications, and is going to give you an advice, give you advice on what to do with your mortgage in retirement based on what's best for you and not what's best for them. So that's my final little soapbox there, Tony. Thanks for listening. Uh, It was a good show. I will catch you next week. The topics on this show are wide ranging yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.